0: Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast. It is the 7th of December, 2017, and this is our second episode. I'm Sally and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa. How are you doing today, Melissa?
1: I'm doing great. Welcome, everyone from your living room, your bed, your office, your car, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to episode number two.
0: Do you think we should tell them why we call ourselves Say When?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's tell them a little bit about our our origin. So, um, for those of you who are familiar with the movie Tombstone, um, it is a western that was released in 1993, and it is my personal favorite movie of all time. I actually watched that thing more times than I should probably admit. Um, It's a movie about Wyatt Earp, who's played by Kurt Russell. He's a retired peace officer who reunites with his brothers um, Virgil who's played by Sam Elliott and Morgan who's played by Bill Paxton and they move the tombstone and settle down and also along with them um, they run into Doc Holliday who's played by Val Kilmer who's looking to kind of retire there and just live out his days uh, after he finds out that he has tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Um, so anyway, favorite movie has a just so many great lines in it. And one of the lines in the movie um, is during a gunfight and Doc Holliday says, say when, and I think, thought it was perfect me and sally were both just kind of kicking around some ideas for some names for the podcast and we both love a lot of the lines from the movie sally you liked
0: i'll be your huckleberry
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is really cool but it it, it doesn't really fit for um a podcast as well as say when so we just snatched that up and ran with it and um so yeah that's how we got the name of our podcast.
0: Yes. Okay. Teams. As a history nerd, I have to. Say, I have to say that it wasn't uncommon for people to move out west to try and get um, relief from the tuberculosis because that dry air was um, good for your lungs, or they thought it was good for your lungs. Um, and that real that movie really is kind of a fun romp. Don't look to it for great historical accuracy, but. <laughs> For a for a fun time where you can kind of pretend that the good guys are always good and the bad guys are always bad, then yeah, I'd say that's a fun movie. And I remember seeing it in the theater a couple times and just really getting a kick out of it. Both times I saw it in the theater, and then I've seen it several times since. And you know, I think that's probably one of Val Kilmer's best best films. Like I think oh, absolutely. Like he just really, I think. Now, I enjoyed him in in Top Gun. I did. I did. Um, He was a bit of a jerk, but I did enjoy him in Top Gun. But I really did. Like, this movie, to me, was one of his better films for acting.
1: Um, I agree. I totally agree. And I'm not typically a Val Kilmer fan either, unless, mm -hmm. like, you're talking about Top Gun. But this movie, it was like that role was made for him. Yeah. So he made the movie in my opinion. Yeah. You know how I am about casting. and
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're so. right. I think you're right. He did really make that movie. The other thing is um, I get a kick out of Doc Holiday just in general um, because he is such a complicated figure, at least in my mind. And um, I think he's one of the reasons why I enjoy that that show on sci-fi which is a silly show called wine and herb Mm -hmm. and um it's set in modern day i guess it's colorado i'm not sure i'm not even sure where it's set but um but they've got an immortal doc holiday which is pretty fantastic so anyway i'm not sure he's still immortal i'll have to see what they decide in this new season but um it's it's a fun movie so um yeah that's where our podcast name came from so if you're curious there it is go check it out um you can tell us what you think if you like we're not going to change our name but you can tell us what you think <laughs> <laughs> um news if you don't news. love the movie
1: jim Storm, we can no longer be friends i'm just <laughs> saying <laughs> okay.
0: sorry not sorry we can help you we can't help you move along <laughs> so news we good for news
1: yeah okay. yeah. let's go for the news why don't you open up with that
0: I'm so excited X-Files <laughs> January 3rd Yee! so excited um, when we last saw Dana and Fox Fox was literally dying in a car and the aliens were coming down so I have no idea how they're going to back us off that cliff but I cannot wait to find out and, um, you know, you're big on casting, and I think that the casting of um, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson was brilliant for that. I mean, they just have this this great on-screen chemistry that, <laughs> that sort of inevitably leads people to want there to be something off-screen, when in actuality, you know, they've said, dozens of times they're just friends they're just friends they're just friends but they just have this chemistry that it's just it's fantastic so i'm really really excited about the x-files coming in january um <laughs> and late last week the trailer for infinity war dropped and um it's gonna yes. be releasing in early may 2018 and that just looks fantastic doesn't it
1: yeah very excited I can't wait yeah it's just not soon
0: enough yeah (laughs) it looks amazing and Captain America like when he strolls in with a beard and not in the Captain America get up I'm like where's Captain America but at the same time I'm really excited to see what they did with that character um and we still got Solo coming up right in Mm -hmm. May as well And then your favorite movie news.
1: Oh, yes. We got some great news that they actually moved Wonder Woman up uh, to November 1st, 2019. We finally have an official date. Um, So cannot wait. We talked a little bit about that in the last podcast. So I won't go into a lot of detail other than um, we have an official date. November 1st, 2019. Mark your calendar. Um, I know I am. Yeah, take my
0: money, take my money. Yeah,
1: take my money. <laughs> We're going
0: to go see it like three times.
1: <laughs> I actually just bought the um, the Wonder Woman movie yeah. this week, <laughs> finally. So I'm excited to sit down and just rewatch that in great detail and like rewind and replay and just...
0: That is the nice thing. Go
1: through that with a fine-tooth comb, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the nice thing about Blu-ray or DVD. You can pause it and go, wait a minute. I'm going to see what that is exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, so, are we ready to get this party started?
1: Yeah, we got the notable news out of the way. So, let's jump into the meat and potatoes. I, I so, I'm, I should probably um, state that the meat and potatoes today... Um, I'm kinda gonna be just a general audience member. <laughs> this is gonna be your show, Sally, because <laughs> <laughs> you you have some um, definite ideas about where we're going with this with this episode. So I'm just gonna uh, let you take it away and I'll be the um, I'll be the cheerleader. All right, how's that?
0: Cheerleader, should I hand you pom poms? Yes. <laughs> It'll take me a while to get to your house, you know. But <laughs>
1: Yeah, we forgot to mention that. We're actually, um, we record remotely because we're both originally from South Carolina, if you hadn't already noticed the southern accent. Um, but I now live in Georgia, so we, we're we not super close. And sometimes because of that, we experience a few technical difficulties that we're still trying to work through. But um, yeah, so there's that. But anyway, yeah. Back to what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Meat potatoes. (laughs) Okay,
0: so I initially thought when we we talked about doing um, the podcast tonight for The Last Jedi, um, I thought, oh, I'll just do predictions and we'll call it a day. But I realized that some of our viewers may not have spent quite as much time thinking about TFA and researching TFA, The Force Awakens, as much as I have um, in the last six months or so. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I think some people would probably argue that that my interest in Star Wars is a bad thing. Um, I don't like to use the word obsession. I think it's ugly. We're just going to call mm-hmm. it a passionate interest. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go mm-hmm. with passionate interest. <laughs> but um, I, need to, I need to back up even a little bit further because I, I need to establish something right off the jump. And I think a lot of folks don't necessarily think of Star Wars this way, but I think we need to. Star Wars is a fairy tale. period. Um, does it have some sci-fi elements? Sure, It's a space opera. Yes, it is that. But Star Wars at its heart is a fairy tale. Um, when if I mean, George Lucas has said it's a story for kids, numerous times I have heard older actors or people that have been in the original trilogy say it's it's a fairy tale and I've certainly heard other folks podcasters and whatnot make that same argument that it's a fairy tale and so for our listeners I'm going to make the same argument and it's something that I've thought for a very very long time now when I was listening to the commentary, J.J. Abrams, the director's commentary on The Force Awakens, if you decided to spend an extra, you know, $30 on yet another copy of of The Force Awakens, and because I'm a sucker, I did. In the commentary, he said regarding The Force Awakens, for example, we looked at it like a Western or a fairy tale. What are the elements you're going to see that make it? this genre this specific genre and clearly in a western you're going to have the dusty main street the saloon like tombstone right (laughs) you're going to have cowboys you're going to have the bad guy he's probably going to be dressed in black you're probably going to have a castle and a prince and a princess if you're looking at a fairy tale we wanted to have these fundamental not cosmetic but prerequisite elements, these locations in which we can set our new story and our new characters. So he's saying straight out, that's what they're doing. They're setting up a fairy tale. And then when he, when Kylo Ren takes off his mask for Ray, now bear in mind, he's already said that Ray is kind of like Cinderella. When Kylo Ren takes off that mask, just because she asks him to, like, he doesn't take his mask off for Poe, right? But just because she asked him to, he takes his mask off, and J.J. J. Abrams makes the comments that, and then we have Kylo Ren here, who looks like some kind of a prince. Now, okay, <laughs> it's also worth noting that Kylo Ren is actually a prince. Right? His mother right. was a princess. Um, and, Melissa, I know you didn't read the book Bloodline, Right no I didn't okay um, in the book Bloodline which is canon by Claudia Gray and I would recommend it to anybody I'd recommend really any Claudia Gray Star Wars books if you're interested in Star Wars um, novels she has Leia being offered the um, the queen title of a colony I think of Alderaan now Alderaan of course had been destroyed But Leia was like, yeah, no, I'm not into that or anything like that. I don't, I'm not really interested in it. And they were like, well, what about your son? And she was like, no, I don't think he'd be interested in it either. But the bottom line is he's Prince, right? I mean, there Mm -hmm. it is. And, and so there's that. And then more recently, actually it was very recent. It was on um, November 21st this year. Pablo Hidalgo tweeted out Pablo Hidalgo is a member of the story group, by the way. Um, Melissa, I know you've heard me mention Pablo But I don't know that i ever told you who the heck he is Um, He and Matt Martin are both Members of the story group And they're pretty active on Twitter So people tweet at them and ask them questions And sometimes if you're lucky They'll answer you And Pablo said in a tweet If it helps, quote This title card Which we all see at the very beginning Of every Star Wars movie This title card is intended to mean Once upon a time end quote Mm -hmm. and the title card says a long time ago in a galaxy far far away every fairy tale you've ever heard starts with a long time ago or once upon Mm -hmm. a time so what do you think are you you in agreement with me that this is a, a fairy tale
1: yeah totally um, did I originally look at it that way no I think we were having this conversation earlier today I've always just been kind of a movie goer that goes in and just like how does this movie make me feel and I, I don't really analyze just go in and have fun with it um, but you know now that I'm really digging deep into the meaning behind a lot of these things I totally recognize that and, um, and I think you're right and I love the fact that he describes it as um, kind of like a Western because that explains a lot as to why I love Star Wars so much. I grew up watching Westerns yeah. and um, with my dad and um, one of the reasons Tombstones is, Tombstone is one of my favorite movies. And so, yeah, it's cool stuff. Love it. Yeah. But yeah. carry on.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like I do need to say here too, I need to give a shout-out to several podcasts that I've listened to over the last several months. Um, Star Wars Connection has a great podcast, um, and they are a group of mostly women, but they're, they're an international group, and so you've got people from different parts of the world talking about um, the sequel trilogy and Star Wars in particular, and they'll get really deep into it. Um, they've done some great podcasts like... Um, what was it called? There was one about Kylo and Rey as being the Adam and Eve of the new Jedi. And I was like, I don't know if I buy this, right? And so Mm -hmm. I listened to it. and, And at the end, I pretty much bought the whole thing because they really do. They dig real deep into symbolism and all that good stuff. And that might've been one of my favorites. And then they did another great one about visual storytelling in The Last Jedi. So if anybody's got time and they... Or on YouTube, I would say, hey, give them a listen. Um, another podcast that I listen to religiously is Scavenger's Horde, and these two ladies are younger than us. Um, they're in their twenties, I think, late twenties, maybe mm-hmm. early thirties. I'm not sure. I think late twenties, and um, they dig really deep into the sequel trilogy, and so they a lot of times some of the things that they talk about. some of the things I talk about happen to overlap with some of the things that you hear and say um, Mm -hmm. the Star Wars connection and really um, you can just tell these folks are uh, (laughs) English major types and um, have really kind of dug into symbolism and all that good stuff and then finally the Knights of Rant and they are the Knights of Rant. They're kind of fun to listen to and they, they rant not unlike Melissa and I occasionally do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they have um, different accents because they live on the West Coast. And um, they get to do really cool things like go to the Jimmy Kimmel show when the Star Wars cast is there. So, yeah, that's... You know, um,
1: those are Georgia's picking Coast. up on some of those things. We're now the East... We're known as the East Coast Hollywood. Nice. So, I mean, if we yeah, go hopefully to Beaufort, we'll...
0: We can get some movies down in Beaufort. But Beaufort's mm-hmm. the, like, you know, the big chill stuff. Forest yeah. Comp.
1: Hmm. I'm okay. hopeful we'll see more filming on this end. Yeah,
0: that would be good. And you know, we really do need to get out to like one of the cons that comes to Atlanta. We really. Do yeah. Need.
1: Definitely. Um.
0: So. Um, that is going to bring us, I think, to TFA. I've given my shout outs to the podcast that I think that really have influenced me and sent me digging a little bit deeper. Um, Melissa, you you found a you found a truth of the day didn't you yeah didn't you so one? one of
1: the things that we um kind of want to do with each one of our episodes is we want to find something a lesson from each movie we watch and um <laughs> this was kind of comical but true um and it's it pertains to the conversation around the halfway mark about the 55 minute mark between Finn and Han Solo Um, when Solo says to Finn women always figure out the truth always (laughs) (laughs) so the lesson of the day is men don't lie We're going to find out the truth.
0: There's no point. Don't front. Yeah, don't
1: front. (laughs) Just go ahead and tell us the truth. Go ahead and be honest. We're going to find out. So take a lesson from Han Solo in The Force Awakens and just know we're going to figure out the truth. So there's your lesson for the day.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I think the first thing that I need to say is that I don't think that Ray is a Skywalker.
1: Yeah. I think I can see why some people would think that, and, um, mm-hmm. from that scene between, um, Lupita and Ray, whenever, mm-hmm. um, she has the flashbacks and, mm-hmm. um, she, Lupita says, you know, that lightsaber was Luke's and his father's before him. And now it calls to you. Mm-hmm. So I can see why some people might think that, but what do you, what is your opinion on it?
0: Okay, I, I feel like I need to do a full disclosure here. I came out of that movie, first of all, confused. <laughs> um, and I saw that movie four times in the theaters, and I don't even want to hazard a guess as to how many times I've seen it since then. But this movie, I had a really tough time like understanding some of the things that were happening. And part of the problem was I was really pretty firmly in the Ray Walker camp or the Ray Skywalker camp. I thought. Yeah, she's probably a Skywalker, and I didn't, I I think, too, I went into that movie clean. I had seen a few of the trailers. I hadn't, I'd seen the poster, you know, but I had not kept up with spoilers or anything like that, so I went into it clean, and my assumption, once I realized that Rey was a main character, my assumption almost immediately was, well, she's got to be Luke's kid, right, because you know, where's our Skywalker? Cause I didn't even know that Kylo Ren was Leia's son. And when that happened and, and Snoke says to Kylo, you know, it's in the hands of your father, Han Solo. I was like, what the what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, record scratch. Did you just say that he is Han Solo's son? And, um, and that, that just blew my mind. And, I kind of kept in that vein because for me it was fairly easy to stay in that vein thinking okay well Rey had been dropped off when she was like five years old because we saw that flashback right with her uncar plot right beside her quiet girl yeah and, but
1: we don't see we don't get any indication of who dropped her right, there we just we just
0: see the ship and I was yeah. thinking well maybe Kylo Ren was at the Academy with her and she was a Jedi youngling and he couldn't kill his Cousin and dropped her, you know what I mean? Something like that. I, I was doing a lot of mental gymnastics to make her Luke Skywalker's child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then came, um, I think it was in April of 2016, JJ mm-hmm. Abrams was at this appearance and he said, because a 12 year old or a kid asked him, like, who's Ray's parents were. And he said something along the lines of, well, we don't see him in the movie or they're not in the movie. Well, now, wait, what? Another record scratch.
1: Mm-hmm. If,
0: if he's saying this, then she's definitely, she's not, a definitely Skywalker. not a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And and he, of course, kind of did a quasi walk back on it within 24 hours. But I wasn't convinced. Like at that point, it just felt like after I red Bloodline and Leia makes absolutely no mention certainly not of her having a second kid and she makes no mention of Luke having a second kid then there was also an article and I can't remember what it was published in somebody asked Carrie Fisher and can we just take a moment Carrie Fisher Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I miss her so much but she said somebody asked her about Luke and if he had a kid and she was like Like Luke went on a space date and didn't tell me? You know, she just acted like, you know, it's just nuts, you know? And so for me, all this evidence started really mounting up. And when you take TFA in the context, what is the real evidence that she's a Skywalker? That Luke's lightsaber called to her? Is that the only evidence we really have? I'm asking. Much. Pretty much. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, pretty much. I, I, That's the only evidence I'm aware of. Yeah, and and you research this a lot more thoroughly than I have, so... I mean,
0: I just don't see any other evidence of it. And so, um, I think, again, CT from the Knights of Ranch, she said, it's a force-sensitive object. And she's right. It's a, it's a force-sensitive object. And she, Ray, is an incredibly powerful force user. It does not and the other thing is in the Ahsoka book which I know you haven't read but the Ahsoka book talks about kyber crystals which power these lightsabers they actually sing to who they're supposed to belong to and um, well maybe the kyber crystal in Anakin Skywalker's old lightsaber is singing to Rey because she's an incredibly powerful force user like he was right I mean all right, Darth Vader was a lot of things, and powerful is definitely one of them. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's a what a child of the Force, okay? Um, so he's incredibly powerful, and, and so for me, I don't necessarily see that as rock solid evidence that she's a Skywalker. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily buy it. Um, right, I, I flat out don't buy it anymore. And it just kind of feels like there are a lot of nails in that coffin. But, you know, if if, if one of our listeners thinks that Rey is a Skywalker.
1: Show I, us the I evidence. Hope, yeah,
0: I show you the <laughs> evidence and I hope, I hope that you like what you're getting. I don't think that's going to be the way it goes, but I didn't write the movie. Brian Johnson. Now, oh, I want to say this too. Um, on that Jimmy Kimmel interview, like last week. Jimmy Kimmel, the look on Daisy Ridley's face, she said, All right, it's Adam Driver in a chair, Daisy Ridley, beside her is Ryan Johnson, the director, and then Mark Hamill is beside Jimmy Kimmel, right? Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Kimmel looks at Daisy Ridley and says, Are you related to any of these people on these couches? Her (laughs) face falls like she was smiling real big and you could just see it she just her face just falls and she kind of sighs right and then she (laughs) looks like like she just is so sick to death of this question because it's the question she gets asked all the freaking time and Mm -hmm. um and she looks over and she smiles real big she says ryan mark and she smiles at them and ryan johnson i kid you not laughs shakes his head and mouths, no. And you can't hear what he says, but I swear to you, it looks like it says, no, she's not. Hmm. And, and, I, you know, you can't hear what he says, but you can see him clearly mouth, no, and he's shaking his head, no. So, I really don't think that she's a Skywalker. For a variety of reasons.
1: all right. Well, I can get on board with that. Yeah. I guess we'll find out soon yeah, enough. Yeah, I know. Next week, we are find out. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: so, um, let's see. Anything else that you wanted to ask me about that? Did you want to talk
1: about uh, No. Did you want oh, to talk yeah. About well, you know, we were just talking this morning a little bit about, um, you know, obviously now obviously I didn't notice it at first um, but we know that there is a connection I'll just leave it at that between um, Kylo and Rey but obviously during the movie um, Finn was just showing some, some real love towards Rey and um, I think it's probably going to be unrequited um, it's more of a familial uh, type of love instead of a relationship type of love between the two of them. Um, curious to see where that goes. Again, I guess we'll find out. But um, obviously, he has some true feelings for Ray.
0: You know, I think he, I think he does have feelings for Ray. But I think in the end, and John Boyega, who plays Finn, has said this. He said, you know, Daisy and I played it as friends, and and I think that that is true I think that I think that they're really good friends and you know in real life like that's the relationship you want right it's not mm-hmm. complicated it's not dramatic it's it's a comfortable kind of relationship and I just I'm not sure that it fits with this big epic drama that we've got going on here for Star Wars and um, you know if you're a, a Finn Ray shipper I'm not I you're not wrong. I mean, I mean, I'm walk. I was walked. I walked out of the theater thinking, okay, Fenray, right? Fenray, this is this is going to be the couple.
1: But that's but, too basic. <laughs> that's what we were talking about today. It's just, but, yeah. it's just too basic. It's not dramatic enough for yeah,
0: and, and, a big and, screen. And the other thing is just like a mild spoiler for TFA, and you've already seen this character in some of the trailers. Um, Finn spends most of his time with a character called Rose. And the way John Boyega has been talking in the marketing, it really sounds like these two have a connection, that Finn and Rose have this connection. And because and, he doesn't spend time with Ray in this movie. And, and as I said, every time somebody asks him about the sort of love connection between him and Ray, he's like, oh, we're just friends.
1: Now, it doesn't necessarily come across that way in The Force mm-hmm. Awakens. Mm-hmm. Like and, the scene where he's just. Frantic when she gets carried away in the Imperial shuttle, and it just obvious to me, it was just obvious that he was just like crazy about her. And then when they're reunited on the ship, and she realizes that he came back for her, and they hug each other, and his face just lights up with this smile of just pure bliss. It's to me, to me, I'm seeing, you know, Finn has deeper feelings for her. I think maybe she's just put him in the friend zone. But <laughs>
0: well, but you know what when you think about this, does Finn have has Finn ever had a friend before? Like I don't think he has. I mean, he was always a stormtrooper. This is true. And and I I think I, and and I've read a couple of little books like and one of the books has like some of Finn's backstory in it. He doesn't really have friends. Like he was kind of a model stormtrooper, and that's one of the reasons why it really startles the first order when he goes rogue because he, it was you know the first his first sign of nonconformity, right? And I just see Finn, um, like he he does tell Ray the truth about him, and she doesn't reject him, right? He's the one that sort of rejects her by leaving. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then he leaves, and that makes her run away. Um, now he comes back for her, which is which is important because no one's come back for her before, right? Because her parents left her there and didn't come back for her at Jakku, oh, yeah. But he does such a come back, point. for her, and that's so important. And you know, I could see. It like, was I, like a source I said, I of real pain out. for her.
1: Yeah, because yeah, she was waiting on Jakku.
0: Yeah, I walked out of that movie. I mean, she kept the same hairstyle for 15 years. Mm-hmm. In The three buns. But I walked out of that movie thinking, oh yeah, Fen Ray. And I mean, it literally took me a year and a half to forgive Kylo Ren for killing his father. To forgive Ben Solo for killing his father. Because... I just I love Han Solo. I'm an original original trilogy fan. I can't get over that easily, right? Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm not sure that I'm over it yet. But <laughs> no,
0: no and I'm not sure I'll ever be totally over it. But I, I it took me a long time to forgive him, and so I hit I hit that about a year and a half mark. And I remember um, a friend of mine who and I met her through the Harry Potter fandom. She had seen the same movie I saw, and she came out and she was like. Raylo And I was like, what are you saying? He's evil. And, and, um, and I didn't really think much more about it because I was thinking about Harry Potter and I was thinking about other things and I was doing other things, you know, life. Right. And, and so in late June, early July of this year, I remember cause you were up with us at the fourth for the fourth and we were talking about my, my blog And I started thinking about in late June. I started thinking about Raylo as a concept, and so I started seeking out places where I can find something out about Ray. This dynamic between Ray and Kylo, and because I wanted to figure out what my friend had seen, I'm like, "What did what did she see here? I don't understand." And so I started like finding these podcasts that I mentioned earlier. And um, I also realized that there's a massive segment of the fandom that thinks that if you're a Raylo shipper, you're racist, that you are a fascist. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that Raylos are called. Um, one person tweeted to Ryan Johnson and said, thanks for shutting those nasty Raylos down. And Ryan Johnson responds with, Nope. And then he blocked her.
1: Oh my goodness! Yes,
0: I mean it's just the
1: vitriol that speaks volumes. Yeah,
0: the the vitriol coming out of some of the folks. There's a major. um, There's a major um, Star Wars like community. The Jedi Council forums banned the discussion of the dynamic between Rey and Kylo Ren for months. They banned it. They just reopened it. I want to say shortly before the trailer dropped, sometime wow. in September, they reopened that forum, and they had banned it for a year and a half. Because I don't know why they banned it. I mean, and and even if you don't see a relationship between the two of them, like as allies, how do you discuss a movie without discussing the Relationship between the antagonist and the protagonist, right? Like you're leaving out a major chunk of it. It's just bizarre. And there are a lot of like really gendered insults that go along with folks who are, you know, Raylos. They really do. It's like there's there's some gendered stuff. And I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but um, basically, you know, if you if you look at this relationship and you think that might be going somewhere, oh well you're just a you're just a fangirl and you're not a real fan or blah 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 blah. You know what I'll put my fandom up against anybody else's. You know, come at me. If you want to <laughs> But you might not be prepared for what you get.
1: Yeah, um, like I was I like I said, I completely missed it. It went way over my head. This is probably why I'm not I have issues with love, but. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> like, I just, what I completely missed it. And so we were talking about the infamous bridal carry scene today. Yes. yes. Are you ready to go into that? Yeah. Well, um, well, well what do you think? So, or what, well, what you know, see? when I first saw it, what I saw was, you know, the resistance fighters were coming and they didn't have enough troops. And so. You know, Kylo didn't have time to access the map from Rey, so he's just like, "Oh, knock her out, take her to the ship." Um, but then you pointed out something pretty interesting that I hadn't thought about before, which was
0: this scene is a deliberate parallel with the scene between the interrogation or the let's just say the the
1: uh,
0: the capture. Of Poe and the capture of Ray. You have Two people With Poe um, Kylo Ren Has frozen him Right And he's looking at Poe Very very carefully And he says to the stormtroopers Put him on board And the, port- the two stormtroopers drag him on board And toss him on board a troop transport And they're not exactly gentle with him now, with Ray, she shoots at him, much like Kylo Ren did. He deflects the, or excuse me, much like uh, Poe Dameron did. He deflects the, the blaster bolts, freezes her, and when these two stormtroopers come up and say, Sir, we need more troops, he says, We have what we need. Pull the division out. We have what we need. He knocks her out, sweeps her up in his arms. Like, she doesn't hit the deck at all, right? He sweeps her up in his arms, and he carries her across a battlefield, like a man carries a bride over a threshold, and then he walks up the ramp of his ship and across the threshold of his ship, bearing in mind here is a man dressed in black and a woman dressed in a very light color that could be at first glance mistaken for white. Now, we are of Western culture when a man in black carries a woman in white over a threshold that brings to mind certain stereotypes yes yes okay and so but besides that the other thing is we see that four times mm -hmm. jj abrams is a trained director he didn't do that on accident right that wasn't blocking that was i'm doing this deliberately i want the audience to see that this man is not treating this woman the same way he treats normal prisoners
1: right like he could have done the same thing to her that he had done to poe exactly because there were two storm access right to the stormtroopers right yeah. there that they, they could have carried her off just the same way that they did for poe and yep. so that's what kind of um said it for me like yeah you got a point there I yeah. cannot deny that. This is, this is valid. It checks out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, thank you. Because for I mean, and I am, I literally, I am not saying anything that hundreds, thousands of Raylos have not been saying for two years. And I'm really lucky, right? Because I wasn't involved in the fandom, um, like deep involved in like Raylo or anything like that until like six months ago and when it that, was heavy
1: under scrutiny <laughs> Yeah.
0: so I wasn't under it so no one has no one has messaged me and said oh, you're just racist like no one's done that no one's messaged me and said that I'm a fascist a literal fascist mm-hmm. um about a fictional story anyway <laughs> anyway no, no one has done that to me um but I keep a fairly low profile and I'm not super salty online so that's <laughs> probably one of the reasons why I, I I don't get a lot of grief tossed my way but um but you know that's one of those things I've seen it you know it's and and I know it sounds like I've got to be exaggerating but I have seen it where where people under this anti raylo tag have just been awful and I'm sure that people have responded to them in kind i'm not excusing that at all but but I'm telling you it's just been a really nasty nasty uh, well it's been kind of a ship war which isn't the uh, I don't think that's what anybody intended.
1: <laughs> right right um, it's just the, kind of a knee jerk reaction yeah, to yeah. something that they really hadn't analyzed very thoroughly and, and probably for me the only part that I was like, hmm, maybe before I really started analyzing it with you and, you know, hearing what other people had to say was the interrogation scene Mm -hmm. was the one place that I think me and other people that I've um, talked to were like, yeah, his reaction to Kylo when he removes his mask. um, It's kind of obvious on her face that, uh oh he's not a creature after all right, um what? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty obvious and it's the way they look at each other in the yeah. interrogation scene that yeah. um that's where I may it was like well, yeah maybe there is something here
0: right but right, right. um I think too for her um I mean it's startling right I mean why would someone wear a mask like that if they didn't need it you know right and and so she she basically is just asking him to take it off and so he just pulls it right on off and Poe had essentially done the same thing and he didn't take the mask off for Poe and and the actual interrogation scene he's not like super sweet to her right I'm not saying that at all Um, but there is a stark difference between the way she reacts and the way Poe reacts I mean Poe is like screaming and Ray starts to cry when he starts talking about you're so lonely, um, scared to sleep, and all of that. So, oh, you see an island, and and so he's seeing something, and he's he's not looking for the map. Like he's supposed to be looking for the freaking map, right? Right. And um, and then she kind of turns the tables on him. When he's like, oh, I've got to find this map, right? And um, she kind of throws the tables on me. She's like, you, you're afraid that you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. Like, now she's Mm -hmm. gotten into his head. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really important scene. And, again... Hidalgo's addressed it. He addressed it on Twitter with somebody, but the other scene, and I tell you, this is the line in the movie that stuck with me that it just flat out didn't make sense to me until I started kind of digging into it. And that was the line that said, he said to her, don't be afraid. I feel it too. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, what the heck do you feel? I need to know (laughs) what do you feel? I need to know what that is. Right. And, um, and they never say, and, I have I have a sneaking suspicion and as do I think everybody I think everybody at this point probably think they have some sort of force bond going on mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be proved to be very important in coming um, in coming installments and JJ Abrams actually said that you know he, he was talking about when those two meet and he says that they're going to have a very interesting relationship going forward and and I really kind of think that they are probably force bonded in some some form or fashion um anyway so um moving on in their relationship such as it is i mean they're not in a relationship but moving on in this dynamic um they meet again in the snow fight scene and did you Mm -hmm. have something what were you going to ask it out or what do you want to talk about with that
1: yeah like this is where i feel like if there is some sort of um Speculation about a relationship that's going to occur in the Last Jedi. Um, you know, he, when they're in the middle of the the fight, you can. I feel like maybe it's some sort of unrequited feelings from Kylo towards mm-hmm. Rey, yeah. um, because when the fight starts to take place, you can just see the look on Kylo's face when he realizes that Rey's going to fight him. Um, because he's like, You need a teacher, I can show you the ways of the force and her response is kinda like, I don't need no stickin' teacher, you know, like mm-hmm. drop kicks him and like Right. Slash your I'll slash your face, fool and yeah. Okay. <laughs> How's that for a <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? Let
0: me let me just say this. And then
1: George Ben after she totally kicks his butt.
0: Right. Um Well, Let's talk about that for a minute. Right. Okay. So he he murders Han Solo. Like this
1: Which will just... she ever be able to forgive him for that? I mean, uh, some of us oh. still haven't.
0: Well, okay, let's be fair to be fair, she's known Han Solo for a day and a half. We've known right. Han Solo longer than she has, okay? Um and so, you know, she she's known Han Solo for a day and a half. And she sees Kylo Ren kill him. Um, and so I don't know that she's ever going to get over it or not, but, but, you know, he goes after her and Finn and he sees Finn and yells traitor at Finn. Um, and there's a lot of discourse about if he's actually worried about what's going on inside himself, you know, he's beating his wound, Which he could have stopped, by the way. We saw him stop a blaster bolt. If he had Mm -hmm. been himself, if he had been powered up on the dark side, that blaster Mm -hmm. bolt or Chewbacca's um, bowcaster bolt never would have hit him. Right. This is not a man that feels good about what he just did. Mm -hmm. And Adam Driver is an Emmy-nominated actor he shows yeah. us that.
1: There's no question that he's an excellent actor.
0: Okay, he he shows us that. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, he gets in this fight with Finn. And first of all, I've never seen until The Force Awakens a lightsaber battle where one opponent actually slugs the other in the face.
1: Yeah, that's bizarre.
0: Okay. That's a barroom freaking brawl. Want to talk about a western? Mm-hmm. That's a barroom right. brawl. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so he punches Finn in the face and slashes him up his spine and Finn collapses on the snow Right, and he goes to get his family's lightsaber which he has said it belongs to him you know it might have you know was that his lightsaber when he was with his uncle Luke I don't know I don't, I don't think that that's a question we've been I don't know that we've got the answer to that question you know but he does recognize it as, as Vader's as Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker's lightsaber. Um, and um, when Ray gets that lightsaber, the look on his face to me is just like, "Oh, Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that. You know, mm-hmm. like, he really admired her. And I don't think he wanted to, right? I think... It, I don't think he wanted to admire, but I think he really admired that she was able to do that. And I think, um, I think it's real easy to say, "Well, this is this is probably an unrequited thing." Sure, I'll buy that. I'll bite. I can. I can buy that. Um, and when you watch that fight, he's he's not really trying to hurt her. Um, and when he says, "You need a teacher," I can show you the ways of the force. Okay, first of all, he doesn't say the dark side. He says the Force, mm-hmm. which to me is really interesting.
1: He's still conflicted. <laughs> um,
0: that's really interesting. But the other thing is, they're standing on the edge of a cliff. He, If he wanted to kill her, he could have pushed her off the cliff. Right. Adam Driver is 6'2", 6'3", and Daisy Ridley's 5'7". He could have pushed her off the cliff. Right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like... He was actually trying to hurt her. And yes, he threw her against a tree. She was firing blaster bolts at him. And he's pissed at Finn. He wants to deal with Finn. I mean, I, it, and he's wounded and he's really crazy in those moments. So I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I could kind of forgive him for the whole shoving her against a tree thing. Um, but um, yeah, if he wanted to kill her, he could have killed her. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And he gives her time to power up because she goes the Force. And then she closes her eyes, and you get these really close-in shots of them back and forth, right? And the colors of the lightsabers are melding together, and the blue of her lightsaber is reflecting on his face, and the red of his is reflecting on her face. And it's just these shots, and it's like, what? I don't remember watching an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie when they were locked in <laughs> combat and they did these kind of shots. You know, I don't remember that. In any like any movie where these two people are going to be fighting like this and and they have shots like the cinematography like that and they wind up being, you know, enemies the whole way. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't recall that. Do you? I mean, like no. a serious question. You've watched more action movies than I have. But have you ever seen an action movie where the two two people are fighting and they have those kinds of shots
1: that long of a pause and I mean it no but he makes it clear up front he wants to be her teacher he's not yeah. trying to I mean he makes that clear up front he's not trying to hurt her and so yeah that's I think why he allows that. Moment,
0: and then she or. powers up. She's downloading his defense. She's downloading his fighting style. That's what she's doing. Um And that's what I. And so once she comes out, like she's, she's, she's gotten all of his knowledge, and now she's coming at him. And now he actually has to fight her. And mm. to be fair to Kylo Ren,
1: she doesn't just fight him. She totally owns him. It's right, hilarious. You're right. I'm sorry, you're
0: right. she does. <laughs> she does. She totally owns the guy who has already been in a fight and is probably mortally injured by a blaster bolt. Like, people forget that. And they think that Kylo Ren is weak. Right? He's just taken a shot from a weapon that kills most stormtroopers. And right. he's still on his feet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, he's a lot of things, but weak is not one of them. He's no. a jerk. Mm-hmm. He's kind of immature.
1: He's yeah. petulant.
0: He's not mm-hmm. weak. You um, know, the first
1: time I saw the movie, I walked away thinking whiny as, yeah. <laughs> as a descriptor. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah
0: absolutely. But, <laughs> you know, I, I've kind like
1: I've of, my opinion of him has evolved since the movie first came out. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, yeah his, I'm with you.
0: So, I mean, he comes out and he's of this and he's... I mean, he's he's in bad shape and she i mean she slashes his face like she mm-hmm. wants him to suffer for what he's done and you know what that's fair i'm not happy with the guy either you just killed one of my favorite characters in star wars
1: right he totally deserved that face slash
0: i mean <laughs> dude you deserve right and so and then there are people that are, oh well he tried to murder finn no see he didn't try to murder He
1: could Finn. have murdered Finn multiple times, and he didn't. He
0: did not try to murder Finn. Finn is the one who right. puts... For, first of all, why did Finn throw away his blaster to get to Rey? And then why didn't he pick up the blaster if he's going after Kylo Ren? I mean, anyway. But he picks up the lightsaber, a weapon with which he's not trained, um, mm-hmm. and tries to fight a trained lightsaber fighter. But Maybe may-
1: because he knows that his weapon doesn't have any any chance he doesn't have any chance going up against kylo ren okay with that weapon okay
0: so he's gonna give it a shot with a lightsaber right okay yeah. i'll buy it um but as soon as finn ignites that lightsaber this is mutual combat that's not murder that's mutual combat so anyway Mm -hmm. um It brings us to the end of the movie where Finn is laying prostrate in the snow. Um, The earth has literally split the two of them apart. So she doesn't have the... I don't know if she doesn't have... She certainly has a chance to kill him. But she stops before she does. And then the earth splits them apart. So you don't know if she would have taken that last... like stab and killed him in, in that moment. In the novelization, the novelization says that there's a dark voice in her head saying, Kill him. And she's resisting mm-hmm. that dark voice. But that's the novelization. And so mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are like, oh, why read the novelization? Well, because it was based on the script and you get some stuff that you don't get in the movie. But um but the next thing is that um she actually looks back for him. As she's getting on the Millennium Falcon, she looks back to see him being picked up by Hux and others. And um, hmm. so, yeah, she turns around and looks back for him. And and it, that's actually... That's in the movie. Her turnaround looking backwards is in the movie as well. Yeah, I missed that. Position.
1: But that's, It's quick.
0: Yeah. It's, it's easy mm-hmm. to miss. It's quick, but it's there. And... Um, but she... She's obviously um, deeply disturbed about Finn, and she's crying over Finn's body because, again, remember, not unlike her being Finn's first friend, he's also really her first friend as well. You know, he's come back for her when others. He came have back not. for her, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's just a sweet, sweet, wonderful relationship. Um, but I would just simply say, it's not going to go that way. It's not going to go as a romance. I don't think we're going to see that in The Last Jedi or an episode. Of course nine.
1: not, because, you know, most girls go for the bad guy. And Finn's not the
0: bad guy. I don't go for the bad guy. So, no.
1: <laughs> you're not most girls.
0: <laughs> I went for...
1: That's why you're, that's why you're still married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also why I waited to get married until I was, like, early 30s. Um, but, but no, I mean, the other, the other reason why I say it's not going to go that way is Daisy Ridley in an interview, what, a week or two ago said that Finn is like a brother to her. So uh, to her character and, and John Boyega has repeatedly said, oh, we're just friends. So I just, I mean, they're very consistent about it. You know, it would be one thing if someone just dropped that line one time and then they kind of backtracked on it, but they've 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 been very consistent about we're just friends and now Daisy really is thrown in the brother line. I mean, this guy's been friend-zoned. Yeah. Like, I mean, this this is not this is not the way it's going to go um mm-hmm. unless JJ J. Abrams, who wrote and helped write and then directed The Force Awakens, I think decides to take it back in that direction which to me would be startling
1: um, this is killing me this is why I'm just dying to see The Last Jedi I just can't wait <laughs> I just can't come soon enough you
0: know I'm, I'm trying to manage my expectations I'm trying to say okay we're not going to see we're not going to see like I think the best that we're going to see out of this is a, as a uneasy alliance Um, that's my rational mind talking and then my inner shipper heart is bouncing around doing cartwheels and and no it's going to be wonderful but I'm sure it's not going to be a wonderful thing (laughs) I'm sure it's not I think I'm going to have to wait for nine for it to be any kind of um, relationship that I want it to be Um, and (laughs) Ryan Johnson has been very clear that there's some romantic drama um, but there's no, like, Han and Leia-type romance in this particular, um, film. So, I'm going to take him at his word that there's some romantic drama, and that, um, there's no Han and Leia-style romance, so I'm not going to, I don't expect to see a passionate kiss in the corridors on
1: rates. Right. Right. Um that would be a little insane if that happened, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think, at this point.
0: Yeah, I think Ray really does. But you know what, here's the thing, but that force bond, um, the thing about force bonds and and I don't know that we have any we don't have any proof that it's going that way, but that's what I think that bit about is don't be afraid, I feel it too. Mm-hmm. Most of the time the in Star bond. Wars force bonds are between teachers and students. Mm-hmm. And um, you could make the argument that that's where this relationship is going. Um, I don't think it's going to be that simple, personally. But a force bond is a deep connection that, and and you see a little bit of it. Heck, in the original trilogy, when Luke is hanging off a spire at, in Cloud City and saying Leia, and she's like Lando, turn around. Do mm-hmm. you remember at the very end? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That's through the Force, right? And then then he kind of has that same connection with Vader. um, Where Vader's like, Luke, and and he's like, Father, you know. And then he says, oh, I shouldn't have come on this mission. He knows I'm here, blah, 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 blah. And um, so that's another one of those things where um, we do have some canonical evidence that force bonds exist in some form or fashion and I think that this force bond is gonna like kick other force bonds butts um that we've seen in the movies before at least um I really so do exciting. yeah I know I know <laughs> but I, I, do, I do I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be key in, in going forward because I have a pet theory that that Kylo Ren's turn to the dark had a lot to do with him finding out that Vader was his grandfather because his parents and his uncle apparently lied to him about that his entire life. They never told him that Vader was his grandfather. And um, Leia gets outed as being Vader's daughter when Ben is off with Luke somewhere and they haven't had a lot of contact in a while and Ben is like 23 at this point. And so I have a sneaky suspicion that Snoke had been grooming. Well, I know that Snoke had been grooming uh, Ben for a long time. And I think that he had um, already told Ben that Vader was his grandfather. And I don't think Ben believed him. And he was like, my parents would have told me. My uncle would have told me. And then he finds out that Snoke has told him the truth. And mm-hmm. his parents have been lying. And then all of a sudden, everything they've ever said to him feels like a lie and I think that's what takes into the dark side now
1: Mm.
0: I'm sure I'm not the first person to have said that but that's what I think and um and Snoke who I think is a new character but uh, I don't care about who Snoke is like that's not I don't like that's just not my jam like and I don't really care about the new gorilla walkers they're cool it reminds me of the old star wars cool let's move along you know um so i think that that ben is probably someone or kylo ren is someone who really values honesty he never lies to ray and i don't think that she i think that this force bomb will make certain that she doesn't lie to him either and I think that that's going to prove to be important going forward. But I could be completely hilariously wrong about that. But I do think that that, that, that force bond is going to make them very open to one another. And I think that we'll see interesting things from there. Yeah. Starting in The Last Jedi. Certainly not finishing in The Last Jedi, but starting in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of the opinion that the... That the marketing has been actually pretty straightforward and um, I do want to say this um, I Am on a forum uh, with another user by the name of she 405 or shy 405 and she is in Japan and she's very kind to translate a lot of the Japanese marketing and um, the first place I saw this quote was on that forum and um, she translated this quote from Adam Driver about The Last Jedi. Um, it is, The center of this story is Ray and Kylo Ren. They stand on the opposite sides, but the boundary in between is very thin. They are There are light and dark inside. Both of them, actually, they are not far apart. They are the other side of each other.
1: That's interesting because... They just dropped the new trailer today. Yes. And, um, well, and... it was a TV spot, right? I mean, let's right. Yeah. Right. T- oh yeah. Okay. So, but at the end we see Ray with Kylo's lightsaber in her yes. hands. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm just like, what does this mean?
0: <laughs> and I was like, ah!
1: <laughs> screaming it's into the night. It's killing me. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. December fifteenth, we're gonna find out, and if anybody spoils it for me, um, you know, we're gonna have a problem.
0: Yeah, you might have to go dark on the internet.
1: <laughs> I, I, because I, I, I may not get to see it. On opening night, which I'm really sad about, but yeah, um, have to go. I waited a little late. I didn't order my tickets like five months in advance, like I should have. Apparently, <laughs> so unless I want to go to a theater in South Georgia, then I may end up waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drive to Augusta, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, which yeah. might happen. I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. uh, anyway. Well, maybe um. you could get there.
0: I don't know. Movies on a Friday night by yourself are probably not as much fun as movies by yourself on a. I don't know another night. <laughs> um, <Sunday> morning. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my my short prediction for the Last Jedi is that um, the marketing is not particularly a misdirection. I think that uh, the things that they're showing us are going to happen. Um, they may not happen exactly how we think they're going to happen, but they're going to happen. And, um, and I think that that's, yeah, I'm just going to take it at face value until I can't take it at face value anymore. Um, because it's just, Oh, I can't, I can't. I, I I'm just so hopeful and I feel like my soul is going to be crushed if they come out and say, Oh, if Luke Skywalker's like, Oh, my baby girl has arrived. I'm going to be like, no, you'll hear me screaming. Um, from hundreds of miles away. You'll know,
1: me. I'll hear you. I'll hear you here in Georgia. <laughs>
0: yeah, You'll, you'll hear the, the scream and then you'll get a text. No, I'm done. But, um, yeah, so any, um...
1: It'll be, like, the ultimate suffering scream and the Princess Bride from... <laughs> yes. yes,
0: that or when Luke finds suffering. out that Vader's the Vader's father, one of the two. The scream of ultimate suffering and the Princess Bride's actually probably a good one. Yeah, um... and I will just, you know, throw myself into the swamp with the rou <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it'd be horrible. Terrible.
1: Um... Your predictions were totally accurate. I was like, oh, we can get this done in an hour.
0: <laughs> One hour, seven minutes. Um, so, anyway, did you want to talk about Ray, like, potentially being the new hard oh,
1: well, What do you think about you know, it? Mean, yeah, I I mean, I was kind of like, so what, what do we have to look forward to? Um, we see Ray at the end of the movie riding off into the sunset with Chewie and yes. the Millennium Falcon. Yes. And I'm like, is she going to kind of be the equivalent. Are we replacing, are we trying to replace all the characters that we're losing? Right. Like, is she going to be the new Han Solo? Right. Are we going to see people moving into those slots? And, um, you know, obviously Han Solo wasn't, you know, strong with the force. The force runs through everyone, but he wasn't strong with the force. So. Yeah. We have,
0: I'm going to I'm going to name drop here. Um, Frankie and I once had a conversation about this y'all don't know who Frankie is, Melissa does um, he and I were talking about it and we had this discussion about Han Solo and we both agreed that Han Solo was like mildly force sensitive because he was Mm -hmm. too lucky right? Right. his reflexes were too good and he was so he was not I don't think able to access the force but I think the force was a little bit stronger in him than it was in you know your average Joe and um And, oh, and this is just worth noting. Ben Solo, who's Han and Leia's son, is born nine months after the Battle of Endor. So, you know, the Force has got, I think, some work to do. And I think that's part of the reason why Ben Solo is so strong with the Force. But I just just feel like maybe Han... Had just a touch, you know. He's an orphan, to the best of my knowledge. Maybe he had just a touch of force sensitivity, but it was nothing mm-hmm. that could be, you know, um, used. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. used on a conscious level.
1: Nothing that puts him in there with the big leagues, right? With everyone and else.
0: So let me put it to you this way: He's a twin-engine Cessna, and <laughs> Ray and Ben Solo are F-22 fighters. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I like that analogy that's good Does
0: that, work? like that's, yeah, that that's works that's kind of how I think about it um, <laughs> yeah so. but, but you know I could be I mean I could easily be wrong on that but that's just kind of how we're like Eh. He's he just seems a little too lucky um, a right. little too good at his job to be completely you know non-force sensitive mm-hmm. and you don't always have to believe in something for it to be true right right so anyway um and you know I think that's a good question a lot of people have asked characters oh are you going to be the new Han Solo are you going to be the new Luke or blah 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 and I'm not sure that's the route they're going to go I think they want these characters to be these characters you know Mm -hmm. I don't think they're looking to replace Han Solo because can you really replace Han Solo anyway
1: of course not he's
0: Han freaking Solo you know, right. I mean, I just can't see, I can't see that. Like just saying, oh, the new Han Solo. I am starting to feel sorry for Chewie. I feel like Chewie needs to go home to his family. Oh, I know. You know what I
1: mean? I just want to hug Chewie.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you know, my youngest daughter <laughs> wants to hug Chewie. Yeah. Um, whenever we go to Disney, she's gonna spot Chewie from like a mile off, and we'll not be able to catch up with her. Until we get to the seven foot dude in the Chewy suit And she'll have thrown herself into his arms Because she adores
1: Chewy Freaking adorable
0: Yes, yes. Well I asked, I asked him tonight I said so um, To the middle one I was like I know you like Ray She said I like Ray And I looked at the oldest and I said Leia or Ray I said I bet it's Leia And she said it's Leia <laughs> So, yeah, I know my kids. I know my kids.
1: (laughs) I've said it before, but you're raising them right, Sally. Good job.
0: (laughs) My girls. I'm so proud. (laughs) Hashtag Star Wars is a girl thing, too. That's right. Star Wars is a girl thing, too. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my my low-level, low-key, not-really-spoiler thing for um Last Jedi is I think that you're gonna see a growing relationship between Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo and Rey And I think that um there are gonna be porks and really cool crystal foxes that I want to own. And I think that um I think that Luke will survive. Um, and I definitely don't think Kylo is going to kill his mom. Definitely don't think Kylo is going to kill his mom. So, those are my. Because
1: my... then there'll be no redemption for him. It'll no, just be like. No, I
0: don't think. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I know I don't think we could really find an easy way to redeem him from that. No, I don't. And I love Carrie Fisher and I love Princess Leia because it's Princess Leia don't kill Princess Leia I mean I think they're going to have to unfortunately but I don't think Hyla Wren's going to do it and I don't necessarily think they're going to do it on screen in 8 I think 8 is going to be what they shot already and I think that um, they've had to rewrite 9 to write Carrie out unfortunately yeah so oh,
1: rest in peace princess, Carrie Fisher
0: the princess we miss her
1: so mm-hmm. much
0: can you imagine what she would be saying right now to those Hollywood executives and to the politicians? She'd be ripping them all new ones, and it would be beautiful, mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, gorgeous,
0: <laughs> and flipping them all off. <laughs> she would be fantastic.
1: Oh, uh, she's a pistol.
0: Oh, love for Perry sure, Fisher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think that's. I think maybe. You know, we're at an hour and 13, so maybe we should call it a night.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, this is us, though. Like, this is why we can do this, because we talk about this stuff every day almost for about an hour on our commute. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's great to be able to share it with the world. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, let us know what you think. We have a Facebook page, um, Say When Podcast pay us a visit, give us a like, let us know what you think about our predictions. Um, And uh, yeah, also Sally, you should probably drop a little information about your blog, which has Um, a lot of cool information on it. Not
0: a lot, just a little bit. Um, It really is just a little bit, Um, (laughs) y'all. You can find me at WordPress. Um, I'm Palmetto's desk and on WordPress. And then I am Palmetto Blue on Twitter. And I'm also Palmetto Blue on Tumblr, but I've kind of bowed out of Tumblr for a bit. Um, you can't you can't trust Tumblr not to spoil anything and everything for you. Um, so Twitter and um, yeah that's Palmetto Blue. Also, if you wanted to email us with questions, if you didn't if you didn't want to go on Facebook, although of course I invite you to do that. Um, you can email us at saywhenpodcast at com, And um, if we've got questions, um, we probably read them out and answer them on air if you are interested in that. Um, and I think that we'll probably record our next podcast sometime after The Last Jedi comes out. But I don't know that um, we'll be ready to react to The Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, we're going to take a little time to analyze it. We're not going to be one of those people that just like you know off the cuff just throws out yeah
0: yeah, i'll probably have to see it twice before i can analyze it so our next podcast might not be on the last jedi at all it might be on something else entirely we've got a list of things to talk about so yeah we might pick something else so anyway but thanks for tuning in and we will hopefully see you on the flip side may the force be with you